There always seems to be a summer drought. Let's talk about it. New York. It's funny too because the first one. Hello and welcome to Triangle Squared episode 9. Uh, I am your host Brett and alongside me my co-host and esteemed friend Saul Bridges. What's up? Saul, can you believe we've almost done 10 of these? 10 weeks almost gone by. And it seems like we've done 20 but it also seems like we just started yesterday. Say, yeah, say, so it, somewhere in between. It's like that long day at work. You're like, did I work 12 hours today? Yeah, I feel it. But or, you it know what? You know when you're driving and you're kind of like, I went through that area, but I don't remember going through yeah. that area. So that's kind so of where I'm really at. Have we been right doing now. this for this long? Yeah. But. So, you know, uh, anyway, a Triangle Squared post every Monday at uh, 12 p.m. CST and 10 a.m. PST. We are available on YouTube in video form or audio format only on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Saw. So, Them surprises, though. We got to get into some house cleaning here. Uh, what is this? So, for users who don't, or who are just joining us for the first episode, or maybe skipped around a couple episodes, last week at the end of the episode, I teased Saul about something and teased y'all as well about some surprises uh, that Saul still has yet to learn I about. I still do not know. Because I keep that boy in the dark. Um, anyway, so I wanted to go ahead and get this started, and I think you're going to like it. Okay. So, close your eyes. I'm serious. Close like, your eyes. Okay, I don't like this at all. I feel something on me. I'm feeling this all It's the light. Alright, open your eyes. Boy! We got triangle square cups. Okay, so the whole point of this is to commemorate. 10 episodes, and I know this is technically early, but there's a reason I'm giving it to you now instead of on episode 10. So I can pay for it tonight. <laughs> no, no, that's a gift. Thank um, you. So, super cool, etched yes. out, uh, black cup, they're etched in, really nice, super cool. So, what I wanted to do, and this is all without Saul's knowledge, but it, what I wanted is. to do, um, to commemorate 10 episodes and the people who have already listened to us and who have been sharing us, and just people who've taken their time to subscribe and you know, we broke, it doesn't seem like a big barrier to break or a big milestone, but you know, we've, we broke a thousand YouTube, YouTube views a while back. We, uh, or actually, I'm sorry, a thousand combined YouTube views and audio listens. It's been actually a couple episodes ago. We're nearing 2000 right now. We got 46 subscribers right now. Again, these are small milestones, but we definitely appreciate y'all who take the time out. Uh, so what I want to do is we actually have a third one of these that, uh, I want to do a giveaway for. Uh, and we're going to announce the giveaway next week on the 10th episode so that it's all in commemoration of the 10th episode. And along with the cup is a sealed copy of Near Automata. Oh, that's pretty cool. So, and when I was deciding what game I wanted to give away, I almost chose Horizon. But I feel like a lot of people have played Horizon. Is this the... And I feel like... Okay, yeah, yeah, I feel like a lot of people maybe have looked at Near and heard good things about it, but maybe not have dipped in just yet. So I wanted it to be sealed... You know, hopefully whoever wins it hasn't played it. If they have, you get a cup in a game. And, hey, you can do what you want to with the game. I don't care. Uh, this is really just to show our appreciation. Uh, so what we're going to do is in the link to this video, and we're also going to break this out and go ahead and post it to Twitter as soon as we're done here. Makes sense. Um, it's, uh, in the link, in the, the link to the giveaway is going to be in the description of this video. Um, and it's also we're going to post it to our Twitter. Uh, and we're, I'm trying to figure out if we can if it's worth I think it's how I want to do it. Go ahead and upload it to the um, to the SoundCloud, yeah, so that the audio listeners get the the early start. Because next week I'm actually going to be going on vacation Friday and be leaving, so we're going to have to record Thursday. So we're going to give from today as soon as this as soon as we post this video until next Wednesday uh, for people to enter and share. And there's a bunch of different ways. If you're subscribed to the channel, uh, you you enter to win. That's how that's one way. Um, and if you listen, if you follow us on SoundCloud, that's a way. If you um, share us with your friends, that's a way. We have a Twitch channel, and if you uh, follow it, we're going to start doing stuff on that. 
Uh, so definitely go check that out, and hopefully, you know, good luck to whoever gets to win it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially for that great, great game. Oh, uh, I love this game, and, and I thought that was a really cool. These way are to basically. Do it. Uh, I know these are like our brand. Uh, well, I say our brand, like Arkansas brand, right? Because that's Ozark. I don't really know. They're a Walmart brand, but they literally act the exact same as Yeti. So yeah, and I just and I think they they look better. I've never had one of these before, so I'm actually I actually almost bought one of these the other day. So I'm actually really glad I didn't. Hey. We talked about it. and I'm like, you know what? We may do that. Well, there the you go, Saul. Thank you for being my co-host. All Thank these days. you for for hosting me. Okay, so another thing I want to go ahead and announce is that as long as we can get everything up and running, and we're doing technical tests on that right now, uh, as long as we can get everything up and running, we go we're going to do an E3 watch along on our Twitch channel. Uh, and there's more to talk about with the Twitch channel, but I'm going to wait till next episode uh, until we have a little more in stone. But the plan is to do an E3 watch-along uh, day of the Sony press conference. We're not going to do one for any of the other ones. We're just going to do a triangle squared watch-along. Uh, so as long as everything goes good, we'll have actual details of you know ironing out that we're for sure going to do it next episode. But not to hold you all any longer... And, uh, We're just going to do y'all's little look at that. We're going to show y'all right there. That's what you can win. And to uh, to let you guys know as well, um, next week instead of the drop, since we're going to be recording on Thursday, the drop doesn't happen until Friday. I have a little segment planned that I think is going to be pretty fun that will take the time that the drop would and it will be a little more personal. Well, um, there you go. You can surprise so, me too. There we go. So <laughs> next week we won't have the drop, unfortunately, but... And this week, it's a little light like it was last week because of their E3. But, um, you know, I haven't seen you. We've talked a little bit. What have you been doing this week? What have you been playing? Okay, what I've been doing is a lot of shit. Uh, Kyrie's birthday's party is tomorrow. I don't know you go to work. But her, her, oh, yeah. her birthday party is tomorrow, so we've been planning for that. Uh, but on top of that, me and Donovan, he went back in, uh, to Alabama. Greenbow, oh, yeah. Alabama. Yeah. Um, I forgot he came from there. He did not Greenbow. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm talking about Alabama. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he's not Forrest Gump, sadly. Um, right. But he went back to Alabama, so we um, have been playing Diablo and are in the fifth act. So we're about to beat that. I'm imagining by the end of the weekend we're going to do that. I've finally played The Surge, and dude, you're going to like it. Am I? I ooh. You like Lords of Fallen, but there's new things that they've included in this I might one. pick that up tonight when we're dude, out. If we go to the mall, cool. I might pick that up. I don't up. want to spend too long on it, but one of the mechanics I really like is that there's... Um, you can select the body armor you want to take. Yes. That I is, didn't know if I you've been saw, looking into I, it. No, I saw a review. And, I think and, it, and you don't take the armor specifically. What you do is it breaks it, and you pick up the broken piece, and you get the schematic. And right. Then and then you if can you fix get it enough of the broken ones together, you, you can fix it. Yeah. Now, the other thing is you level... Uh, proficiency of your weapons separately from your rig. Your rig is what you actually spend your tech scrap on, which is basically like your souls um, or your experience. Yeah. Um, and the way it ends up going is like every time you kill something, you get tech souls. And you remember the mechanic from Lords of the Fallen where if you, you could deposit, where you could deposit, but if you chose to carry more of it around, get that EXP it, it gave you a yeah, it yeah. gave you a, a multiplier as you continue to hold it. That's still there. Good. I but like now that. you're upgrading your rig instead of yourself, and your rig has got like. For you to put a piece of armor on, it has a power requirement, and your rig has got an overall power, and like you, you, have to, you fill it up. So you have to level so much to start wearing. Like I chose Goliath class, so my pieces use more power. Yeah, they're probably big. So I'm using some light because I can't wear all big yet. Makes sense. Yeah, so it's kind of and like early enemies are light. But the, the, the game's rolls. really interesting. So if you like Dark Souls or anything like that, or if you played Lords of the Fallen, it's made by. Some of the same people that made Lords of the Fallen because Lords of the Fallen was a collaboration yeah. between Deck 13 and I can't remember the other one off the top of my head right now. I um, want to say Neversoft, but I know it's not Neversoft because they no, have it's not Neversoft. They've been so, around anyway, a long time. Uh, that's about it. I haven't played too terribly else much. Um, I still didn't get a chance to play Farpoint. It just hasn't been convenient for me to hop it, it into takes, it. It takes a while to hop into VR and kind of 20 or 30 minutes it to kind of But not spend too terribly long. Uh, what have you been doing playing uh, this week? Been really, really busy this week, just work stuff and uh, kind of relaxing when I don't have work stuff, which is why um, I've been using the Switch a little bit more lately. I've been playing Zelda. I got to the last boss, um, so that's pretty good. I'm probably going to beat that this weekend. Um, played a little bit more of Overwatch and have been really enjoying that. So I saw you back on Destiny. That was something. I did forget about that. Um, so... I saw that we were missing. I was missing like four trophies. I was oh missing, yeah, dude. No, as soon as we plan, or as soon as we get through Diablo, before we hop into a seasonal character, me and Don, me and Donovan were gonna hop back in and work towards my platinum. Well, um, I saw that I was missing Relic Hunter. You know, you had to go through play Salvage or whatever. You can do that in by yourself now. You can. I've already done it. You I'm can pretty boost, sure. Okay, I was gonna say you can boost the matches. I only have four trophies left. Well, I was gonna say I I finished up my Titan. 
I did salvage because me and Dylan went did one on one private match. See, and he I just, just did let a, me kill him. I just did a private match by myself and just captured all the points. And then I'd exit out and go back in and yeah. do all that because that that game type comes around like once every month. Yeah, it's weird. So. But anyway, um, so I got that trophy already. But, but I uh, I finished leveling up my Titan, which means I bought the Titan. Okay. So I spent the forty dollars because I don't really play Titans that much. Um, I'm going to, to be fair. So, that's going to that's yeah. get that trophy. Fuck that. And, and not to the Titan. I play Titan. I don't feel like doing it with, I'm pretty sure Warlock is what I have left over. Yeah. I have a Hunter. And that's my main. As a um, sub, so. So, uh, I finished up my Hunter just the other day. Uh, my Hunter, I leveled out fully Night Stalker, okay. which is the Void class. And I didn't realize that doesn't contribute because it's the Taken King class. So I had to go back and level up one of the very first subclasses. And I was closest on the uh, Nighthawk yes. or whatever it's called, the the Golden Gun class. And I Is that Sunslinger or whatever? That's Sunslinger's Warlock. That's the solar class for Warlock. Oh, okay. And you're talking about Hunter. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying to think of, I can't remember. I think it's called Night. No, Celestial. Whatever's Nighthawk. got the gun game, the, gun, the golden gun thing. Yeah. Right? And so that was grindy. That was the most I've grinded in that game since the before they released the, like, the light levels and stuff because you have to do bounties to increase your level yeah. quickly. So. Yeah. But that's I don't really want to spend it. too long on that. No, so. yeah, that, that, was, that was last for me. Okay. I was going to say, you know, Breath of the Wild, Destiny, well, Overwatch. I didn't want to spend too long because it's a big week for news. It um, is. Do you want me to get the drop out of the way real quick since it's so small and there's no descriptions? Go ahead. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. So, as you guys all know, if I don't release the day, uh, the day, it is coming out on the Tuesday following the podcast. And following tradition... I'm pretty sure at this point we can just stop saying that. We can drop yeah, that I point. know, but new people, they're going to be like, why is I, he I saying know, but you just stuff? And i got to check the calendar. You're a little hung up on it, I know. Uh, the second is Friday. Okay, so... Yeah, the second's Friday. We have uh, one, two actual Neo Geo games. The first one is Metal Slug 2 coming out digitally for uh, on Thursday. People love that game. And uh, Metal Slug 2. I don't think I've ever played it. Um, we have another one that's The Last Blade. They're both PS4 digital titles. Uh, Metal Slug 2 comes out Thursday, and then uh, The Last Blade comes out Friday. Um, we have Bricks, which is a PS4 digital title, out Thursday. We have Crossout, which is a PS4 digital title. We have Damascus Gear Tokyo Battle HD Collection. Okay, edition. if I'm not mistaken, that's supposed to be a Vita title that they redid, and it's like a, a mech game. Oh, yeah. I miss mech games. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah. The, the 31st, that's a Wednesday. So, yeah, that's a Wednesday title. Um, we got Danger Zone, a PS4 digital title. Danger Zone! We got Energy Balance, a PS4 digital title out Friday. We got Ignomatis 2, The Mist of Ravenwood, PS4 digital title. Locks Quest. This is actually kind of cool. Uh, is that the one you were talking about earlier? Lock, okay, Locks Quest is the one that was, I think, I thought me and you talked about this once. It's a DS game that THQ is bringing over uh, to PS4, to Xbox One, PC. So, what it is. Is it's a tower defense game that also has real time strategy elements that also has we did RPG elements that. that also has real time battle. We did talk about that. It's really, dude. It's kind of crazy. It was like a 2008 or 2009 DS game, and they're finally bringing Which it over. Crazy. Maybe it was 2007. I don't know. It's been a long time. Um, that's a PS4 digital. So and THQ retail. Nordic's bringing it over. They're the people. Oh, they got it? the right. It was originally a THQ game. So yeah, they're bringing it over. It's like the you know it's. Um, Pixel art style game. I like those games. Yeah, those, that's actually one of my favorite art styles. Um, we have Oh Sir, the Insult Simulator, PS4 <laughs> digital title, Paddle uh, versus Paddle, a PS4 digital. I need title. to see what the Insult Simulator yeah, is. That is interesting. Um, the name of it is what gets me. We got Polarity Ultimate Edition for PS4 digital. We got Shoe, a PS4 PS Vita digital title. Now, here, do, do you think that game's about Shoe Sidman? A PlayStation, or do you think it's about Shuhei Yoshida? Shuhei's life story <laughs> in a Vita game. In a Vita game. <laughs> how, how appropriate, <laughs> right? We got uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew for PS VR, and that's digital and retail. We got, of course, the big title this week. We have Tekken Seven, PS4 digital and retail title, out that Friday. We have Thea: The Awakening, PS4 digital title, out this Wednesday. And East Origin, East Origin, a PS Vita game, a great PS. It's actually not a PS Vita. It's series. a remake. The yeah. game originally came out, I think, on PC. Uh, yeah. The game looks great. Uh, these games have been on PSP. Like they've been doing those for PSP and Vita and forever. P- yeah, and they're great games. Yeah, they're um, super good. So I recommend those games. And this week, not a whole I'm lot. not. I don't really care that much for Tekken Seven, and I'm not a big Star not, Trek fan. So VR, game, that's probably something I'm gonna skip over. Uh, I want to look into. I, I'll probably get Lock's Quest. I still that I'm, does sound interesting. It sounds really too. good. I want to show you it because the gameplay is crazy. Uh, but who knows? Other than that, I'm I'm probably I will most likely pick up East Origin because it, it got delayed for Vita. It came out like in February for PS4. So and I and I held off specifically. And I think Limited Run is supposed to be doing for those who like that. I don't know if it's already sold out, but Limited Run was going to do physical. They releases. just did something today. 
another one? Well, there's some of it's on the news, so yeah, I want to go ahead and hop you, over into the yeah, news. Yeah, because that was a very short All right, well, the, drop. the first thing that I saw the other week, and I went ahead and just left it as the first thing on the list, is that multiplayer first-person shooter Lawbreakers, the new game by Gears of War's creator uh, Cliff Blazinski, will be releasing for PS4 at the same time as PC, but no release date has been given yet. Uh, the title will be digital only with a price tag of $29.99 and will run at 60 frames per second on PS4 and the Pro. The game will also see Pro enhancements, uh, though he didn't really go into what, uh, and it was made clear that there will not be any crossplay between PC and PS4, probably because of frame rate and, and the, yeah. you know, the additional smoothness. So, Still cool to see, though, because at first it was a big deal. I remember there was interviews where he was talking about not bringing it to consoles because they, they couldn't handle it. So the fact that they were able to get it to run at 60 frames per second on PS4 and the Pro, obviously yeah. the Pro would, would have it easier. It time. looks like a fun game, and for 30 bucks, that's not bad. Well, and it's like an Overwatch-style game, but much more challenging and a, a little more character-driven in a, in a different sense. And a little more Unreal Tournament kind of looking. Yeah, and I, dude, I love I still I want Unter Unreal Tournament 3. If it came over to PS4 and like with the online sweep back, oh, man, boy, lose my life. All right, so next thing up, and this is actually, dude, super stoked on, uh, and... The news kind of shifted throughout the week, but today we got the official trailer. Uh, Far Cry 5 has officially been announced. A trailer showing uh, in-game footage reveals that the game takes place in Hope County, Montana, and features a religious cult as the main group of antagonists with their head, Father Joseph, delivering an unsettling monologue over the footage. It's really creepy. I, I don't know. I, saw I liked it because it was I like, loved it. like, you know that really calming voice, but they're saying shit that's obviously like monstrous? That's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, really anyway, so from the looks of it, the game looks to follow the specific formula that started with Far Cry 3 and continued uh, in the series since then. Ubisoft is partnering with Sony for exclusive content for the PS4 at launch uh, and probably for the lifetime of the game, actually. Yeah. Uh, and the game is set to come out February 27th of next year, so a little later than I was hoping. I was actually hoping that would be a fall game. Yeah. Uh, but this is around, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they did March for uh, Far Cry Primal and it performed really well. Dang, did they? Mm -hmm. Was it this March that it came out? Or yeah. last March? No, last March. I'm sorry. Last March? Okay. Yeah, it's been a year. Okay, it's I was going to say that. You know, I, I wasn't going to be upset if it was a Western game. I knew you would. But I thought, Not upset. I just wouldn't have been really stoked on it. I'm stoked and to me, this. To me, this is a great in-between. This is kind of like getting into America, and it's got that westerny feel of like the, the kind of people you'd expect to see, but it's more modern. And I actually am loving the whole religious cult aspect of it because that's a cool, controversial thing to talk about. I in say, a game. And, and, and I think that you may see for the first time because Pagan Men was crazy, but he didn't have the craziness that I liked about Voss in three. Yeah. I know you didn't really play three, but Voss was definitely the best part of it. No, I did play three. I didn't play four. I thought you didn't beat three. Though. No, I didn't beat it, but I did see Voss. Okay. Well, Voss was like the best part, um, of the game. and why he wasn't the final boss is the weirdest thing to me. But that game is still amazing. So, and hopefully, if this game is as good as it looks in the trailer so far, uh, it will be. It'll it'll oust three as my favorite. And I'll say the funny thing is, is if you ever come down here and hang out with us, we could take you probably not even twenty miles away and find a setting very similar <laughs> to this game. But um, yeah, we live in Arkansas. I like love in Arkansas, Texas. But yeah, yeah, I love the uh, like the evil kind of religion and aesthetic of the game. If you never, if there's a movie called Red State, I highly Very recommend similar. it. Yes, and it's kind of coming Kevin coming Smith off movie. the trails of Outlast Two being about a religious cult. Yeah, is interesting too. Yeah. So it's a it's a hot topic in games at the moment. So it's I'm 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 super excited. All right, next up, most important piece of news on this list: the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I know that you feel probably different than I do, but no, I do enjoy it. <laughs> the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy has finally shown gameplay from the last uh, game in the trilogy, Crash Bandicoot Warped. What? They showed off the medieval-themed level double header, the racing tops of orange asphalt. Yeah, orange asphalt. The motorcycle racing level of infamy. Yeah, that, that, game, that, that, game, that level is fucking... Dude, that game had so many vehicle levels. But I loved them, so yeah. I'm not complaining. They were like a change of pace. Uh, and lastly, they showed off the future-based uh, level from, uh, called Gone Tomorrow. The Insane Trilogy launches June 30th. I can't wait. And actually, they showed off one more thing on the Sony page. Uh, it was Tomb Waiter, uh, which is like a Egyptian tomb level, and water rises and goes up and down. It's got a. It's, it's a really cool. Episode. It's a. It's a cool level. I love that level. Where, what, what game was that? In? Was that in Warped? Yeah. They showed, so they technically showed four levels today. 
I was thinking that was in two. No, no, Tomb, Tomb Raider was in three. Because three bounced between time periods. Because, you know, it had the, the every section was based yeah. around one boss, and you'd beat the five levels and then beat the boss. And technically, the whole game, all the games kind of had, or at least two and three had that kind of going for them. Yeah. But it was, like, time-specific instead of, because, like, two was themed differently, but it was, like, jungle theme, ice theme. Like, it was all nature. Whereas this one was like, hey, we're going to go back Tons. in time. Yeah. We're going to go forward in future. So it's cool. Makes sense. All right. Uh, next up, Days Gone will apparently be at E3 in a big way, according to lead actor Sam Whitmer. During a Twitch stream, he teased that the game will in fact be at E3 and in a big way, but did not divulge any further information. That is not a surprise. I still think this game could come out this year, but I also think it may come out around the Far Cry time, which would be weird because they're both open world games set in America, which is kind of, you know... Well, I also think that we learned with God of War to very, very loosely follow what the voices and well he's a model that's, that's in the game true too, that's but, true because i'm excited for days but gone, you have but to imagine he knows because he's finally he's finishing up his work or whatever wasn't there some other news with days gone this week or last week that there was something about the game reveal i can't think of what it was no, but it actually not I, that I remember i remember reading something about it I, maybe it was a feature i didn't know was in it but it maybe. made me excited all right next up rockstar have announced uh that red dead redemption 2 is de- being delayed to spring 2018 not surprising at all yeah uh the news comes courtesy of an article on the developer's website where they state we are very sorry for any oh, this is a quote we are very sorry for any disappointment this delay causes but we are firm believers in delivering a game only when it is ready we are really excited to bring you more details about the game this summer uh, the article also uh, included a whole lot of new screenshots that looked really good. Red yeah. Dead is not my game, I so I don't, I don't care. Fantastic. Uh, but I think in terms of graphical and like art style, the screenshots looked really good. Uh, and I'm really, really glad that Ubisoft went with a Deep South kind of thing for Far Cry, because if that came out around the same window, that yes. would do When they were talking about being a Western, I was like, man. If, if any, anything Western. Well, we'll see, because I kind of don't think Red Dead's going to hit spring. I think it ends up being a fall game next year. You know, if it does, I don't think I'd be that mad. Cause then again, Red, kinda... Red Dead can come out literally any time. And I don't mean from a, like, it, they could surprise us. I mean that that game is one of those games where it, it can come out in the dead of summer or uh, up against a, a million other big games and it'll still perform just as well as it was ever going to oh, because yeah. Rockstar's got that pull with their fans. Yeah, they, they got quality. So, uh, all right, next thing up, survival horror game Get Even has been delayed. Publisher Bandai Namco has chosen to push the release of the game, which was supposed to be this week on the 26th, uh, so today, Friday, um, in the wake of this week's terrorist attack in Manchester. Uh, A representative with the company put out a statement saying, quote, Given recent events and out of respect, we have decided to postpone the commercial release of Get Even to June 23rd. We would like to express our deepest condolences to everyone concerned. So that's about a month delay. Uh, I think that this is a fine integrity move. Uh, and right, I think, given the I think that circumstances. It'll help the game. So from a business position, it's smart. But I also think that, you know, from a human PR perspective, it was really nice of them to not worry about it. Because the game probably still would have done fine anyway. Yeah. Um, but it definitely would have thrown... With this happening, it would have thrown a lot of people's eyes up. And be like, wait a minute. So... The game looks super good, though. I've been excited for it since I announced it like two years ago. I didn't. I, I forgot what it was until I just looked into it. And I, I, I do remember. It yeah, like hyper-realistic trailer where they're yeah. running through. Yeah, like they did the 3D scanning for the maps and stuff. Yeah, no, so, I always thought that was pretty yeah, cool. I like really that good. game. <clears throat> so, um, let's see. Next thing up is, and this is kind of cool because I like this game, but I didn't play a lot of it. Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen, Capcom's last-gen RPG, will be coming to PS4, and this is actually after coming to PC last year. Yeah. Um, so the game released last year on PC. It's likely that this is a port of the PC edition that will include some graphical tweaks and improvements over the PS3 version of the game. Uh, it is set to release this fall for next-gen consoles. I never played uh, the, the Dragon's Dogma on PS3. I heard it had some pretty bad performance issues. Well, the original did, but Dark Arisen came back out. Um, and they kind of fixed it. And they game. added new areas, and they fixed some I really, balancing issues and stuff. I really wanted to play it, so I'm actually going to pick this up for certain. It's a cool game. It's kind of like a Dark Souls vibe to it, but it's also got, like, you can carry around, like, uh, allies and stuff, and you can build your ally, and then yeah. you can buy other peoples to come with you. It's very odd. Um Anyway, next thing up, and this is something that me and Blaze are talking about because we're super excited about it. Uh, when we were at PSX, we saw this game, but uh, Kickstarter game Plague Road will be releasing on PS Vita on June 6th. The game is a turn-based strategy game with roguelike gameplay uh, mechanics that features a very... Um, what in the hell? Oh, distinct. <laughs> Typo. 
Anyway, a very oh. distinct art style and a layered side-scrolling system. Uh, the PS4 version of the game will be coming slightly later, with director Luke Bernard stating that he wanted to release the Vita version as a show that the Vita version was always important from the get-go. Uh, seeing as many games on the Vita are last on the, the list for a lot of developers, uh, kind of like... Um, uh, Axion Verge came late. Salt Sanctuary came uh, later to Vita, uh, a lot later than they promised, and there was questions over support. So he wanted to do this to alleviate those concerns. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice to see a developer put such strong support in the handheld uh, in that kind of way. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And, and you should look up the game. Our style looks really oh, cool. Oh, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Oh, it dude, yeah, dude, we played the, the game uh, at PSX. Dude was super cool. Uh, I kept meaning to bag it on Kickstarter and didn't get around to it before it closed, but I'm just going to pick it up now because it looks really Well, cool. speaking of this top, or this uh, article and the next, uh, it was Risk of Rain. That oh, was, yeah, that yeah. That Run Games did. And I've always, I've always wanted to get that game, so let's go for Yeah, that. I think that we announced that last week, actually, or a week before. Uh, anyway, physical release fans are in for a treat as <laughs> Limited Run Games have announced that they will be bringing Double Fine's adventure game, Broken Age, to PS4 and PS Vita in limited physical release on June 9th. So put that on your calendars if you were interested in that game and uh, like the limited run games thing. So that's uh, Tim Schafer's game. He makes all these great adventure games. So who knows? Maybe you can see more. They have a tentacle remastered, stuff like that. Who knows? Yeah. Full uh, next up on the list, it appears that Sony Santa Monica, God of War developer, might be developing a major PSVR title. Over on VR Focus, they report that an employee who wishes to remain anonymous told them that Santa Monica, this is quote, Santa Monica are working on something big. It's a full-blown second wave title for PlayStation VR. It'll be revealed soon, and I know it'll go well with the core PlayStation audience, but I can't say any more than that, end quote. So whether that means uh, an E3 announcement or not is definitely up in the air. Uh, but possibly. So to lend a little to this report, I thought this was just interesting to add. Uh, do you remember that back when they announced Project Morpheus, they were talking and apparently showed some people a uh, prototype God of War VR experience that was based around God of War 2 or God of War 3. No. I can't remember. Where they pulled the camera in the first person for Kratos, and when you move the, the move ones, you had the... The, the Blades, Blades of Chaos. Of Chaos in your head. Uh -uh. So that doesn't necessarily mean that this is going to be a God of War related VR experience. That would be cool. But the fact that they're working on the Santa Monica is a great developer. So of the course, fact yeah. that they're working on a VR title is really cool. Good. I hope it is on that big. Next up, and I never played this game, but I always thought the case looked really pretty. Uh, and it just looked like an interesting game. But El Shaddai creator Takayasu Sawaki has announced his next game for the PS4 and the PS Vita. The Lost Child will be a turn-based RPG featuring command-style battles, so not active time battle. Um, the game will be connected to El Shaddai, and apparently development is around 90% complete. That's a really weird time to announce a game, but it's also really cool to see. Um, <clears throat> a teaser trailer was launched with the news, but didn't offer much information. It's one of those weird, vague Japanese ones. So... Um, Next up on the list is Final Fantasy XV received patch 1.10 this week. The patch brings with it fixes for some timed quest crashes, a new recipe for Ignis to cook. Uh, so hopefully he'll discover. Of course there is. <laughs> I've discovered a new. <laughs> I'm on my deathbed. Now he discovers new recipes left and right. I've got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, and brings the Behemoth Jacket DLC to the game. Uh, the jacket was previously part of the sale of a real life jacket, but after this update, should be free for everyone. <clears throat> Lastly, it includes a survey on the title screen asking about future updates that will last until the end of June. It's such a weird Final Fantasy game. I don't. I don't think I like it. <laughs> all the updates, all the. I DLC like it because it shows it. that Square is willing to change, and there's nothing wrong with them changing. There's nothing wrong with them changing. It's just, well, what I mean is that they're open, weird, so that means the next game may be even more different, but in a better or worse yeah, way. It's, just, it's a. Weird I thought Fifteen change. was a great game. I know me and you are slightly different edges of that. I just thought it was empty. Is all I really. Yeah, the game is empty. I didn't think it needed an open world. Uh, it was That's fine true. that it was there, but maybe they learned from this one and make a better open world with the next one. We'll see. Uh, so next up is Horizon Patch 1.21 went live this week. Uh, the patch aims to fix a number of progression issues, technical issues, and crashes. Not much more to talk about than that. Uh, there was a couple of issues with photo mode stuff that they fixed. Yeah, I saw well. a couple of things like that. Some right. funny images. Next up, according to Pioware, Pioware, according to Bioware writer Alexis Kennedy, a new Dragon Age game is in the works. In an interview with Eurogamer, Kennedy said, quote, notionally, it was a secret, but because of who I was working with, everyone who cared knew. And then the day I started, Mark Dara, or Dara, who knows, uh, executive producer of the Dragon Age franchise, tweeted saying, Welcome to the Dragon Age franchise. So I thought, well, I guess it's official now then, end quote. 
<laughs> no more info was given than that. But I played I, Origins, but I didn't play the new one. Uh, I didn't. I played two a little bit. Origins was fun, but I got tired of it uh, about probably three quarters of the way through. Never beat it. Two was way more fun, but way too much dialogue and dialogue that didn't matter, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Inquisition is Inquisition, real dude. cheap lately, and I've been thinking about it. I got it on PC. It was three ninety nine for free one day, and I was just no, no, I don't like the game. It ran, it looks beautiful for PC. Animations are just still janky. I think it looks pretty good for PS4 too. But you should look at the PS the PC version. It'll blow your mind. It's pretty crazy. Animations still look janky as shit, but the environments are pretty. That's so last up, PlayStation Plus has uh, announced. They had 20, or PlayStation has announced that PlayStation Plus had 26.4 million paying subscribers at the end of fiscal year 2016. So that's March 31st of 2017. Uh, Out of over 70 million monthly active users. So that is up from the 20.8 they had at the end of last fiscal year. That's pretty good. That is $260 million that they're making a year. Yeah, it's really interesting. My math is actually probably right. Um, But that's a lot. So that's all for news. Uh, How are we doing? Uh, we're 30 in. Okay, cool. <laughs> I try not to spend too damn too much time on it. Uh, it's going to be short and sweet. All right, so I guess the final thing to talk about in this particular episode is what we hinted at the beginning. I know. You love the cup, don't you? I do. It's super fancy. It is. Can uh, I wash them in the dishwasher? Uh, no. Okay. So if you, My, if well, you hold on. It, hold on. I say no because it's etched and who knows. If you win it, just don't do it in case. <laughs> just hand wash it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway... Uh, what we want to talk about is something I've always found really interesting, and I think I know some of the reasons why, and we'll get into that, I guess, but there always is that summer drought that kind of starts mid to late May and goes till around August, a lot of the time, August, September. Um, So, you know, from now, it's like Injustice 2 and I guess Tekken 7 are kind of like the last real big games of this time period. Yeah. Uh, Up until, I consider June 30th, the Insane Trilogy, uh, a great you know, a, a big game for that time period. But I think that there's a reason they did it during the summer drought. No competition on a remaster. They can really play up on nostalgia. People will choose it because there's nothing else. And it's, I, I think it was smart business decision to do it then. Uh, and I think that they can really get a good metric on whether or not people are really yearning for the series or not. Which I think with all the hype around Insane Trilogy, people it's are gonna... definitely... Or, I, they want it. And I hope that that means we get more or at least a Crash Team re, uh, Racing complete remake like we see here. Um... But there's always that summer drought, and you know when you think about it, there's a lot of big events in summer. You know, E3. you have you have E3, and there's a lot of time booked around getting that ready. Uh, and I also think it's because the news is so full of other information and E3 predictions and E3 announcements, right. and um, I think even Gamescom is in August, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. there's like a good period of a lot of uh, a lot of big announcements coming out. Uh, even though you're starting to see people like Ubisoft pull back from that because they're announcing South Park's release date, South Park trailer, Far Cry release date, Far Cry trailer. Uh, they're announcing all that before E3, and my assumption is that at their E3, they're going to end up doing um, just a full-on gameplay breakdown. Uh, but great. I don't know. I think it's interesting that they're announcing this stuff. Yeah. I feel like these are E3 megatons that they're letting slip in their own way, but Which that's cool weird. because I guess they control it. Yeah. And they know that like technically this week they're, they're going to... For the most part, they're going to run the head of news. Far Cry 5 is probably the biggest thing from this week in announcement-wise. Besides Red Dead. But Red Dead being delayed, it helps them. See, again, it's, yeah. it's a balance. So, I mean, in my opinion, I, I w- think the summer drought would be a good time for games. Now, I think that sometimes it comes down to much like how Sony started releasing some of their exclusives in March. Uh, and then that, became, that seemed to become a big window for games. Uh, like Wildlands came out. Um... Obviously, the Switch came out. Zelda right. came out. So you're seeing a lot of games come out in this summer drought period. I'm sorry, not summer drought period, but the in beginning. the in the in the early months where there was also there'd be you know Sony's always had a good like Killzone released in like February of 2011. Uh, I want to say Little Big Planet three released somewhere around there, or Little Big Planet two. I'm sorry, released somewhere around there. But um, there's a couple of games that released in that time window before. So Sony was good about it, but now it seems to be bigger than ever, and they're releasing their biggest games there. Like Horizon was a huge game, and I oh, know they knew it was going to be big. Near Horizon, uh, uh, Near was a huge game. Gravity Rush not a huge game, but a game that was going to get people to buy it at least in terms of the hardcore fans. Um, it was Neo, Near Horizon, Neo, Neo. Neo I, I think they knew was going to be the hit that it was going to be. It was good for it was good, a great game, good chunk of the game. I thought it was a great game, but, but I mean it's not for everybody, and I think it was definitely it was like Dark Souls, but also very different. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was more arcadey, but it was a good it was a good kind of like little taste of Dark Souls that I hadn't gotten in a while. Yeah. So anyway, um as far as the summer drought goes with stuff though, in my mind I feel like, you know, would it be that other developers and or sorry, not, but other publishers would end up throwing their games into this window too, and that's why they're scared to do it, or is it that they purposely do it because of E three? And kind of wait that, for the well, big yeah, and do, do they try and put games that they're not sure about in this window? But even then, you don't see that a lot, man. Yeah, cause you know what was like the last the last big summer release besides Crash this year? There's nothing. nothing I can't I can't think of a single I mean, notable Destiny title. Two, September eighth. And that's a little further. That's, bre- and that's breaching fall. Th- that's when you're out of the summer drought, yeah. typically, in that time window. And see, well, do you welcome it? Do you like the summer drought? Do, or do you, I do you, for the backlog aspect. Yeah, I was going to say, that's. I like it. Because it lets you play games that you've been waiting to play. Yeah. Which is a cool thing. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, some kids who get to play games all the time, you know, people who don't quite have the same responsibilities as an adult, like, I, I've always thought it was weird because I feel like kids are out of school. Why not? hit that time or is it because they feel like they're going against vacations well, and stuff like that and I think that um, and I mean like actual vacations you know the kids not going to be present to buy the game to yeah, play the game and, well luckily for us and this kind of contributes to the cost of games but you know we can buy a game on release kids they don't always have that chance so maybe I mean, this is true. a that's good true. time for them to pick up you know Horizon or something they didn't get to pick up because they didn't have 60 bucks and they had to do some long work you know over the first couple weeks of summer and then go pick up their game do some chores. Yeah, yeah, you know, and the, the the hot neighbor next door had to look at your had, had to look at you while you're out there mowing the yard. Oh, seventeen I'm, and sweaty. I'm, hey, you're, no. you're legal. You're seventeen. You're legal in Texas. We're in Arkansas. We're, we're three steps away from Texas. Yeah, yeah we're, right, we're right there. So all I gotta do is go mow the no, yard. I was talking about go, you know, go clean mow the, the dishes. <laughs> Don't get yeah, arrested. I'll clean her dishes. No, <laughs> no, you're gonna get arrested. That's what you're gonna do. Seventeen's uh, an adult, man. A stage you can sit in Texas. But. <laughs> I think it is a great time for backlog. You know, if you, hey, I'm just kidding about the. the I know. Next door. I, I know they they should know because I know. But um, you know, I think it's great for the backlog. I think that if you have never thought about trophy hunting, perfect time. So many games that you can go explore during this time of not having your head yeah. But you know, I feel much. like another drought is that most of the time, all of December and a good chunk of January is a good similar drought well, period. See, but it's a good time because, but it's coming off of such big game releases typically that you don't notice it as much because you have so many games and Christmas comes and games that you didn't get at launch you've just got. Yeah, and like you well, know, see, last that's another year, backlog time in my opinion. Last year, uh, it actually treated me right because I was playing uh, a little bit of Advanced Warfare, but mainly Battlefield One and Final Fantasy Fifteen. Okay, throughout Christmas. Advanced Warfare, um, or Infinite Warfare, Infinite Warfare. Okay, I should clarify that. Yeah. That, that, Definitely not Advanced Warfare, but um, and that game was good. It was, but I'm saying not not this year, not last year that I was playing it. Um, but so for me, you know, being a fan of Call of Duty and these shooters, these typically tend to come out in Novemberish. Yeah. So those will last me until February, if not longer. Now, if Advanced Warfare, <laughs> Infinite Warfare was a better Call of Duty game multiplayer wise, I'd probably still be playing it. You know, Black Ops Three lasted me about a year, well over no, well over its cycle. Like I played that game until Infinite Warfare came out. That's a year. No, was it? Every it felt color. like yeah, I guess you're right. It felt like there was something in between there. No, it wasn't. Okay, yeah, but it, it lasted me a while, and you know, I'm hoping World War II does that, and I'm hoping you know a new Battlefield game comes out maybe next year that I can play. But anyways, back to like the summer thing, because um, we just got off on a tangent there. But um, I think that you know, I think that it's great if you never, if you there are games that you haven't played or maybe you couldn't afford when they came out, and then mm-hmm. you can go back and play them. And then when you have these games that if you're a trophy hunter, you know. Summer sales start happening. You know, they got the PlayStation summer sales going yeah. on constantly. So you can pick up games like, you know, Risk of Rain was like $14, I think. And that game looks pretty fun. It's like a 2D procedurally generated game, uh, roguelike. And, um, you know, I think that it's a great time for you to pick up on games you didn't get to play. And uh, if you're one of those kind of gamers, though, that you got to have the new game, you've played all the games that have come out, and you've kind of exhausted yourself, it's a good time to, like, recoup. Yeah. Cause okay, well, let me ask you this. Do you think it is a bad idea to release games during that summer drought? Like, do you think it's a bad idea to start injecting a few titles? In I don't it? want... It's kind of like the same thing with, like, the movie. Like, movie releases, almost. You don't want too many summer blockbusters. Well, yeah, and, and I, I don't mean flooding the market. Yeah. But what if they start injecting, like, one one big game in June, one big game in July, one big game in August? And August, sometimes, to be fair, August hits that sometimes. Because there's a big game coming out in August of this year, I, and I can't, for the life of me, think of what it is right well, now. Metal Gear Solid Five was that like two years ago. 
Oh, I consider it a big game. It's technically DLC, but stand. Well, it's not DLC. It's standalone. But Uncharted comes out in August. Yeah, uh, the Lost Legacy. Uh, and I think that's a pretty big game for that time period, and it's going to be a $40 game, so that's a pretty good experience. Yeah. They said somewhere around 10 hours. And see, besides Crash, I wonder if there's any PS4 games that are releasing in June. Uh, well, I'm sure that, like, I'm sure indie games use that time period. So maybe for, in terms of market is concerned, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe these small periods give these indie room, indie games, excuse me, damn, I keep burping. Uh, I think it gives these indie games room to breathe, maybe? Yeah, and see, well, there's a weird thing, too, is that, like, uh, you know, kind of going, I just looking through the list very quickly, it's like, this is also somewhat subjective per person because, you know, they're going to they're gonna be games that come out that people are really, really excited Smart for. Smart idea. Not. Smart idea. And it may be what, even what we're about to see. VR games. Put them up against less competition. Release VR games and shit like that. Boy, is that, does Final Fantasy XII come out in July? Oh, I think so. Then, it's either July or August. And, see, that, and that's a good and again, for me. you notice they're remasters. The, the big games yeah, for, for a lot of these people are remasters or remakes. Let's see, going through here. So look, Final Fantasy quickly, July 11th. Yeah, yeah, very quickly for me, and this is, I, I'm going through here, I see, wow. Not much. That's less than the list for the drop for next week. That's like, what, 12 games? Well, yeah, but to be fair, that's not counting small digital releases that get very quick release dates, like uh, Oceanhorn got announced yeah. to be coming out and then literally released within a week. Yeah, so, so I mean, I don't know. It's, it's I think that that of, might be really what it is. I think it might be to give the, the industry and some of the of smaller a, titles a, a chance to breathe. But I think it may be smart to start injecting VR titles and games that typically wouldn't perform as well against bigger titles. Like, could, I'm not saying Farpoint did fine, and it came out at a good time. It came it came out the same day as the Surge and Injustice. These are games that do not. Yeah, Injustice being a huge. You know what I mean? Title. Like those Surge t- being. Yeah, and the Surge is being. A, it's a small budgeted title. To yeah, be fair, but I mean. These are games that have, I feel like the overlay for people whose majority going to want it is not very big. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think. What? I was trying to think of like the almost a perfect kind of formula for a summer release just then. And I was like, maybe if they release VR titles kind of sprinkled throughout, you know, May, June, July, and then in the middle have one, kind of like Final Fantasy XII, have one good old RPG come out because shooters tend to, to be until November. So yeah, that September November period. Yeah, so normally it's kind of weird. With shooters. It's kind of weird to look at it from a like a formulatic uh, kind of perspective because everything has its own place almost, except like. Well, yeah, but but then again, for the longest time, everything's place was at the same fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah, everything oh, used to come out from September well, to December. Yeah, you had a very or not even December because people they wanted it on market yeah, with on enough Christmas. time for you to get it before Christmas. They wanted yeah. it to be presents. And if not, they want it to be games that you can get with your Christmas money, Christmas gift cards, stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, you're typically going to see the biggest of these releases September through the end of November. Makes sense. So, you see so many games come out in that period. And that's where I think a lot of games actually do themselves their own damage. Like, I don't... I, I feel like it's always been a bad idea, in my opinion. I think Sony's smart to move their games away from that period. Uh, and that's part of why I think, like, do you start seeing exclusives from either Microsoft or Nintendo or something start to come out in that time period? Uh, do you see Sony start to hey hey we're going to use this one month that we don't see anything come out? That hey, sounds like February. Te- I mean, well, yeah, but do you think they're going to do that with June? Maybe not June, but maybe July because June is all about E3. They get to focus on that, release right. that. So then they go July. What's well, what's a, what's a high profile title that's not so high that you feel like it could it could do its own like okay for me? What are there like Sly Cooper Five comes out? That's too high profile. That's too high profile. I think it is. No, man. Well, that's maybe, a, maybe, like that's I said, game, that's subjective, that, of course. Yeah, no, it's a great game, and I would love it. But speaking of sales and general people, market thing, even if it does as well as Ratchet and Clank did, which surprised a lot of people, it's still not as big as you would think. Yeah. Well, and see, that's that's what I meant by subjective. Is that I would be super hyped for that game. But then yeah, I, I would too. But I mean, two people. It just it comes down to you, you look at majority of market share and games that are shooters and more broad appeal. Uh, which which platformers have kind of slid out of. They're not necessarily they broad, yeah. broad appeal, and they are. But a they're lot of people, they're, they're still there. A, a lot of people who play them though t- tend to play them. And I I do t- I do to clarify, this is something that happened with the rise of the 3D platformer episode as well. Um, where it's like I don't mean any game that has elements of 3D platforming. In it. I right. do mean very 
character mascot driven 3D games like Mario, like Ratchet and Clank, like Sly Cooper. These are games that are very built around platforming, and they've all and they kind of have a deep lineage of back of platforming. Right. And we were talking or about- games like Ukulele that are new, but their lineage and their and but they're very built off of something that was already done with Banjo Kazooie, and they're they're taking that mascot style platform and they're go- doing something new with it or trying. They're really they're trying to bring the same formula to a modern day thing, but. I guess it's a separate topic, but you know, if you used the, the the summer drought to bring out games that market share isn't necessarily as big for, you could probably do extremely well. Uh, and I, I almost wonder. It, do me a favor, since you've got your computer still on. Yeah. Look up when Sly Cooper Four came out. And I want to say that it was in like the latter part of the year. It may have been February. February okay, February. So February came out. That seems like a good time to release it. And I'm sure back then there wasn't a lot of competition. So maybe it doesn't change anything. Maybe releasing those games with low market share, it's just they're they're hard to fight in the market. Yeah. The and see, I think that, like, for younger kids, I think that uh, a lot of the indie titles that come out in the summertime could appeal to them because they're cheaper. And well, t- indie, some of them. indie games definitely have come up in terms of general viewpoint. Oh, yeah. But there still is a right, very so. negative stigma around indie games. Which I don't get, to be so, honest. But I just wonder. Because, I mean, and that's a, probably another thing is it gives time for these games to go on sale. But, you know, sales, the way that they do flash sales and stuff now, too, they kind of just do that how they want to, when they want to. Yeah, and well, you see, and this is something I'm guilty of, um, is that when you hear about PlayStation Plus games, and like, oh, it's all indie games. Which, I am guilty of saying that a lot, because I do feel like that. Some of them could be better. Well, I feel like they've been doing better. I mean, like, you know, bringing Severed. Yeah, Severed was in the game, but it's also a high-profile indie game. Yeah. Uh, but then you have stuff like uh, Tales of the Borderlands came out. Um, and then what was the other one? What was the other game this month? Because I didn't care for this it. This month? Yeah. Because it was Tales of the Borderlands. I know we covered it. Alienation was one of them. Oh. But that wasn't here. It was overseas. It was the... Uh... Eh. But regardless, you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, because that's gonna bug me. Because it, it's the uh, I don't remember the fuck I'm talking about now. But really, it's just to say that with all this stuff going on, um, around the E3 months, would it hurt to release something? Uh, Abzu. And, Abzu. That's right. Yeah, I, I should have known. Too. So, and Abzu was a pretty high profile. You fucking laggy computer. That's terrible. Abzu was a kind of high-profile indie. Uh, it was trying to ride the the journey hype train, you know. Tried, yeah. I didn't enjoy it that much. No, um, I don't know. I feel I, like I feel like we've kind of run this topic the course of what I think naturally fits it. Yeah. I don't. I, I still think it may be a good idea to release games in this time period, but maybe people who are a little more in the industry and know the way the market changes yeah. and the way that and maybe they know definitely with the way that media tries to put stuff in the limelight. Uh, it's kind of like how in Steam, when you release your game, you want it to be featured. PSN, you want it to be featured because it gives you that much more of a chance of succeeding. So maybe that's what it's about. You get buried in the news of the summer. Yeah. Um, and the summer is a lot about, hey, let's take a breath from new games. Let's talk about the games that are going to be new right. down the road. Yeah. And see, um, and that's announcements and games that you've been excited for. So. And if you always have negative thoughts about it, you know, I always think of it as going into a mindset of like, you think of the next couple months, you're like, there's nothing to play. Look back <laughs> at the true. past couple months and be like, well, what haven't I played? And then play the games that you missed out on in these next couple months and then kind of recoup. You know, recharge your batteries because playing just, if you play games every day, take this from a 26-year-old dude, you're going to get tired of them. And now I've been in that little drought for a while now where I'm, I kind of start a game and I'm like, yeah, and then I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then that's why I played so much Zelda lately is because I can sit there while I'm watching Netflix playing on my Switch. And then, you know. Playing on my Vita a little bit of some Persona 4, and I can sit there and play it while, you know. But, you know, it's just kind of these things like where it's not always bad. You can recharge your batteries. Look look at the past couple months instead of the next couple months and be like, well, what haven't I played? And, you know, if you never tried trophy hunting, I think this is a good time to try trophy hunting, of course. You know, summer sales. I think that's an interesting mindset because in, in my attention when I kind of thought about this topic, I was thinking like, you know, why are there no games coming? Besides, and don't get me wrong, yeah. I'm super excited that Crash is coming. That's a big and well, deal. And see, I'm, I'm also thinking... But that, how many times can you remember in the past where something that 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 exciting to you came out in a summer month? And that's what I mean. And I don't... And you know what I mean? Like it's the, been a long time. That 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 Overwatch. late May the thing. So, yeah. I didn't pick up Overwatch on release, but I did see that that came out in May. And I thought that was interesting. And see, that's what I mean. You have that border. Yeah. Where it's kind of late May, early... Oh. Or late, uh, late May to late August is typically your buffer. Of, of, yeah. of not a lot. So, 
I don't know. I think that that's a reasonable viewpoint is to, to look back on the things that you haven't had a chance to play or at the, or at the same point, maybe give yourself the break that you need. You yeah, know? just, just relax. Uh, Don't and, play and relax and look at other games that you know you'll be playing in the coming months that are going to come out, like the games that come out in the, uh, you know, that fall uh, holiday you got, you got Destiny, segment. Call of Duty. You got all these other games that are going to be coming out. And you got E3, which I think a little bit has to do with E3. They don't want to release a game, and then people will forget about said release game when they see something. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's, a, it's you're buried. Yeah, so I you're buried with so much information that's coming around. So, I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll say we'll end it right there. Yeah, I think we so, we, we, we got uh, out without. Do me a favor because I forgot to check it. Uh-huh. Uh, run into the uh, the email. Make sure we don't have anything. Um, but uh, like I said. As far as the giveaway is concerned, we are going to cut this part of the video and go ahead and put it up for Friday. Um, but in case you just see this or hear about this on Monday, uh, you do have from Monday to Wednesday uh, at at twelve p or twelve a.m. So I guess eleven fifty nine p.m. Uh, to enter for this. Uh, and I mean, there's a lot of there's ways to get multiple entries, like sharing with your friends, and if they uh, if, if they end up clicking on it and coming into it as well, then you get extra stuff. Uh, and yeah, of course, this is great to spread the word and get our channel maybe a little bit bigger, maybe more views. Who knows? This is all for fun. I just thought this was a cool way to say thank you to the people who have already given us their time. And there are people who interact with us on Twitter, uh, like um, RJ Loki. Real cool dude. Who shout out to that dude? Yeah, that dude's he's cool. always cool. And then we have like, you know, Four Phase Delta's a cool dude. Met him on Reddit. He's always, he, he's cool. He bounces stuff off of us. So for the people who do interact within this, I want to personally thank you. And that this is part of the way of doing that. Obviously, I can't give everybody a cup in a game because I'm not made of millions of dollars. And we don't even have a budget for this show. This is just out of pocket stuff. <laughs> yeah, and we ain't got no fan mail. So y'all are slacking. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Send R- me a million dollars in a duffel bag. RJ Loki. We'll put our business address. I'm kidding. We don't have a business address. We sure don't. I'll say, RJ Loki, you're going to be listening. Send us something, send us something on uh, Twitter and let us know. You know, Send us just something that you want to know. We'll address it in the next episode if you do. Okay. We'll, we'll call that. We'll, we'll call you out. We'll call fan service. You're one of our. Yeah, you're one of our. One of Which our next episode is going to be interesting anyway. It's not going to be a normal topic. It's going to be a little more personal. Um, it's going to be about us, but. I'm just going to wait. I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Because this surprise I do know about. It's more of a surprise of a production value than anything. Well, that and then the topic. Uh, I don't even know what that could be. Do I, we haven't talked about that, have we? Or is this something you know that I don't know again? No, you know this one. The topic for next week. Oh, I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking like the general. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, anyway, I guess that is all for this episode. This looks like it's a little bit of a shorter one. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, probably, probably about 10 minutes shorter than normal. Yeah. 10 minutes. We try to keep it at an hour, but, you know, we don't hit that mark. It's just oh, like yeah. I mean, now you let it in when it ends naturally. Yeah, you know a, little, what I mean? a little more shorter and a little bit more sweeter. Like me. <laughs> Which part of your body are you talking about? The whole thing. All right. Well, until next week, uh, thank you for watching, listening. Uh, if you liked the video, give it a like. If you uh, like what we're doing here, subscribe to us. If yeah. you are listening to us on podcast services, follow us uh, or give us a review. You don't know how much it actually helps us. Uh, it, it really lets us know that you know what we're doing is in line with what y'all want to do. And it's nice when what we want to do and what y'all want kind of line up. And this so, is this is a hundred percent for fun. So this we have no monetary gain to this. So yeah. we so, want you guys to be honest because this is something we do do because we want to yeah and i mean and we're definitely up for general ideas because you never know sometimes people throw ideas at you and they go oh crap that's a great idea yep and you stick so until next week's episode this is triangle squared or has been triangle squared thank you guys